0: Hello. And welcome in. That was good.
1: That was good.
0: (laughs) Welcome in to another episode of Farm to Fame, week nine, baby. We're talking about Alec Manoa debut today. We're hitting on our top 10 prospects. What the heck and Bob is going on in the NL East? Peter's gonna talk about his opinion on that and some injury updates a good injury update i'm kelsey winger we got peter moylan we got maddie mass i have questions for each of you
1: good fire away sister go
0: peter moylan just worked your tailbone off
1: have correct
0: the acc tournament and now you get to breathe
1: can confirm but i did pick up another couple of games this week so not quite just yet so yeah I'm, i'm almost at the end i'm almost at the end but it's been a tough week uh the ACC tournament was fun. Got to see some good quality baseball. Duke won for the first time since Maddie. Correct me, nineteen sixty one. One good memory. So that seems to be working today, which is good for the pod. <laughs> um, but yeah, it was it was a great tournament. I had to do all three games on Friday, so that was the first time that I had worked such three tough prep. baseball games in one day on. Teams that I essentially didn't know a lot about, so it was uh, I learned a lot about these guys and and mm-hmm. the the way that it all works. And obviously today is the uh, announcement, the first first announcement for the bracket for the NCAA tournament at noon today. So a lot of teams on the bubble are probably sitting around watching that. But yeah, amazing amazing week. Charlotte was a amazing host. I keep using the word amazing, uh, mm. but that's pretty much how it was. They were Charlotte's
0: such a good city
1: the the triple a ballpark there is so clean uh it's the view is like pittsburgh so it's mm-hmm. you're sitting in the press box and you're just basically staring out into the the, the night sky and the skyline and it's just uh, it's a beautiful beautiful ballpark and everybody that seems to work there are very friendly and got that little southern charm about it and i had a really good time
0: that's so great are there any um were there any guys there this weekend who were plenty
1: yeah plenty they There's a couple of guys that probably lifted their stocks this week too. I mean, so many guys pitching a couple of guys from, uh, Louisville were, were just lights out, like high velo guys. Oh,
0: Did you get to see Henry Davis?
1: I didn't see Henry. Uh, you didn't see, you just drop a name on me. There was how many names there were that I went through this week.
0: Yeah, probably.
1: Who does he play for?
0: Louisville.
1: Okay. Yeah. He was money. Um, Catcher from Duke, switching and catcher from Duke was uh, incredible, mm-hmm. but yeah, just good quality baseball, good good defenders, aggressive, a lot of a lot of uh, a lot of first pitch of the game swings, which I kept track of. Better better baseball experience than I was expecting. I'll be honest.
0: Good, good. Yeah. Proud of you. Thank you, Maddie Mass. How is? I know you're not in the office right now, but how is? the overall morale because John declared death to any team swept by the Tigers. Yeah. And the Yankees were swept by the Tigers.
2: Um, so the Yankees, I think are dead. <laughs> <laughs> no, um, I don't know. As a Yankees fan, I'm extremely disappointed in the way that they manage that series oh hot takes and just sitting a lot of guys that that should be out there especially in the bullpen it's it could be a very scary week yeah if if they god forbid were to lose the rays and the red sox series not
0: great man
1: no terrible if they i mean the rays are going to be tough that's that's not like they're struggling at the moment so and the red sox are the hottest well were, but i mean they're still in first place well yep. ten- no, they're not. They won actually Tampa's in first place. So good luck, yeah. you guys.
2: No, yeah. Tampa's won like eleven of twelve. Mm. Yeah, and geez,
0: they're nine and one in their last ten, the rays. Yes. Yeah,
2: mm. good luck. Well
0: that's the hottest team in baseball right now.
2: Well, it is not the hottest team according to Peter, who has the
1: Giants up top.
0: Team of the week. Time. Team of the week. Yeah. And oh, um
1: and an honorable oh. mention. Honorable mention to the Dbacks, uh, old yep. school, old school Diamondbacks hat. By the way,
0: Jake Snakes. Uh,
1: the Jake Snakes, uh, although they did struggle since they were uh, named the Jake Snakes, so A bit. maybe he should take full responsibility for the uh, lack of wins. But, but they, they finally won. It. They, they finally won. Well done, Jake Snakes.
0: Do you know what I think the Diamondbacks and the Yankees could use? Like everyone. Win reality. They are sponsoring this week's episode once again. And if you missed it last week, Win Reality is super cool. And Yankees and D Backs, Jake Snakes, we have a code that you guys could use. I know y'all can probably afford it, but we do have a code that you guys could use to get a free month, and it's code Farm. So Win Reality is used by Arkansas, who if you missed it just won the SEC tournament. They're also number one in the country. Mm-hmm. Vanderbilt, who is a powerhouse, uses Reasonable,
1: this. reasonable. Tennessee,
0: who was in the SEC championship game and lost to Arkansas. And I, and I know they're hosting a regional. I don't know if they're national seed. Mississippi State, who has a six stadium. Sorry. Texas, I don't know anything about Texas baseball. So, sorry. And TCU. He's usually pretty good. I don't know anything about UT. Don't look at me like that, Pita. Uh,
1: where, where are you from again?
0: I'm from Sugarland, Texas, baby. Okay. 281 330 800
1: This is what I'm saying, okay? Yep. You pitchers that have had the advantage mm. for the last 18 months to two years since the analytics and everything else has entered this baseball game that we love so much. Mm. Take advantage because when reality is coming... And we're not going to have the advantage anymore. I keep naming myself as a pitcher. Up here, I'm a shortstop. I keep telling you that. (laughs) Deep down, I'm still a shortstop that couldn't hit.
0: Well, you could hit if you used Win Reality. No kidding. um, But essentially, it provides baseball and softball players with virtual training. So own the batter's box. Recognize the pitch type sooner. And refine your timing. I love it. All of this is possible thanks to our Dear friends at Win Reality, Legitimately, this is how like the top players in college baseball are training. So like, why wouldn't you do it? We have a code. If you use the code FARM and you get a free month, a whole month. So you can head to winreality.com. Again, use the code FARM to train free for your first month. I'm convinced. Winreality.com so, FARM.
1: This is effectively a baseball simulator without having to build $30,000 worth of baseball simulation around you. Take advantage, guys. And I'm actually going to be on their podcast tomorrow. So... Oh, sick. Yeah. Wow.
0: That's I'm cool, I'm on the Win Reality
1: uh, podcast Motor 10 a.m. Show. tomorrow. So I will be. That's pizza. all I'm going to say. Every answer to every question is going to be farm to fame. So, yeah. Peter, talk to us about when you uh, first came to America. Farm to fame.
0: <laughs> well, you know, I was farming, and then I just farmed my way.
1: To fame. Okay, so
0: when Reality is sponsoring today's episode, thank you, thank you. Thank you, our opener segment today. Alec Manoa debut. That was Mm -hmm. a fun one. I know you guys saw the video on Twitter of his mom. Yes. I know you did. Yes. Homie went six shutty versus the Yankees at Yankee Stadium, which was more impressive before the Yankees got swept by the Tigers. But... Still to go into Yankee Stadium. I mean, I can't imagine making your debut there against the Yankees. Six shutty, seven Ks, big guy, mm-hmm. big guy, six six, big guy, chains. Um, second player from that 2019 draft to debut in the show. The first one obviously being Andrew Vaughn, but Alec is the first pitcher. Peter, tell us about your bat.
1: Well, this is the Mother's Day bat because obviously there's a very special connection between Manoa and his mom. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'll touch on that a little bit afterwards, but I'll just go back to, you know, he was a two-way player in high school, mm-hmm. hit 492 in high school with five runs and 32 RBIs down at uh, South Dade High School in Florida. Uh, wasn't even drafted out of high school, so went to West Virginia where he was Mountaineers. named on the Big Ten all-freshman team in 2017. As a sophomore, he only went three and five with a four ERA, right? Struggled with his mm-hmm. command. 2019. Wins the Big Ten Pitcher of the Year, went nine and four with a 208, 144 punch-outs 108 innings. So that obviously turned things around a little bit for yeah. him. Loses 2020 to COVID. Mm-hmm. And then comes back and makes his debut in 2021. We always talk about the guys that make leaps and bounds during the COVID year. So he was in college in 2019. He's in the show in 2021 and he loses 2020. So he's really had a handful of starts in the minor leagues, but that's not the, that's not the cool story. The cool story for me is the connection that, and the personality that he has, right? So this hits me because I was a guy that grew up, my, my parents were divorced at age of 12. My mom. I watched my mom struggle through a number of jobs. She would work at a bank at, as a bank teller all day. She would feed me. She would then put me to bed, and then she would go and pack shelves at a grocery store all night. And then she would come home in the morning, and she would do it all again. So I know how much sacrifice that it takes to get to where you're going when you don't come from a lot of money, or even if you do come from money, it's it's, it's a lot of time that people sacrifice. So to see the the reward on not only his face but his mum's face that was the story for me and yeah. it's all come to a head obviously this isn't the be all and end all he knows he knows the meaning of hard work he knows what it takes to sacrifice and get to places so shout out to you Alec Manoa awesome dude keep doing what you're doing he also did say at one point so everything that I've read talks about how such an amazing person that he is yeah and one quote from a couple of weeks ago was step on their throat and twist or something like that. So he's got a little yeah. bit of the gamesmanship about him, but does it at the right time. So, and he shout had out a lot
0: you. of like on Twitter. I mean, I, I know specifically Tugi Tassant, but he had a lot of players around the league who were really excited for him. Like, it, it seems like he's just really popular amongst yeah. other players and other organizations. Um, yeah. But yeah, so he, like you said, was undrafted out of high school. And, um, his first two years out of the bullpen, like we mentioned, he went to Cape Cod in 2018, which we know is arguably the best summer league for college baseball players. And that like really sprung him into a dominant junior season. And then he went 11th overall by the blue Jays. But you were mentioning how crazy his, like. His climb and and I don't even want to call it a climb. I'm calling it a puddle jump to the major Mm. leagues. He only had 35 minor league innings. Yeah. He made six starts in 2019 in low A. And he went 0-1 with the 265 ERA. And then, like you said, COVID cancels 2020. And then he made three AAA starts this year and pitched to a 0.5 ERA. He went 3-0, and 27 strikeouts. That'll
1: get you noticed. That'll yeah. get you noticed.
0: He's... Expected to start again on Wednesday. The Blue Jays are moving from din- 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 Dunedin. 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 Dun- see, it's not just names I can't pronounce, it is cities. Um, Dunedin. 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 Let, the Let the Australian Florida.
1: work on the pronunciation for you. Got it.
0: Thank you so much. <laughs> but they're moving from Florida to Buffalo. That sucks. And they're playing the Marlins, which is fun because Manoa. Um, is from the Miami area. So he also had a squad at the game, which was really cool. he ever. Yeah.
1: And there wasn't a lot of people at the game, so you could see where they were (laughs) and hear them at every point of that game.
0: Yeah. So it'll be cool to see um, what he can do. I mean, he did really well versus the Yankees. The Marlins can't quite figure them out, but it'll be cool for him. Pitching against the team, he probably grew up cheering for. I'm sure his mama will be there. We love you, mom. That was really cool. (laughs) The comments made about his mom after the game. Neat.
1: We love moms in general.
0: We do love moms in general. We also love dads. So, Peter, I want to get your take on the NL West because I feel like everybody is just waiting for the Giants to like come to...
1: Spew on themselves. Yeah.
0: And they just took three of four from the Dodgers. You still have our boy, my college classmate.
1: Kevin Gosman. Kevin
0: Gosman with a 140 ERA in 11 starts the season. He's 6-0. They figured out something with him in San Francisco. Good for them. Very happy for Kevin. But, yeah, so uh, the Padres are still in first in the NL West as we record this on Monday. But the Giants just took three of four from the Dodgers. They're stealing home runs from our guy, Albert Pujols.
1: I saw that. Mike Tuchman, could the Yankees use him right now, you think? <laughs> That'd be good, wouldn't it? Just, I saw an un- unbelievable stat on Twitter the other day, which talked about, oh, the, they put a value on a single pitch. Okay. But that single pitch, but being thrown in the zone. So it's all well and good to have the nastiest pitch in the world, right? But if you can't throw it for a strike and people are just going to take it, then what's the point? I think they talked about his splitter. And the fact that the amount of times that he's thrown it in the zone and he's got swings and misses, it added a value to it. And it was the highest valued single pitch in Major League Baseball right now.
0: Are we talking about Gosman?
1: Gosman splitter. Yeah.
0: Did he add a pitch this year? Because no. I feel like when he was with the Braves, that was his biggest, like. So he had two changeouts
1: when he was here. He had a split and a circle change that he would throw. And then he threw that fastball. But I think all he's really thrown this year is a lot of. Splits and change ups and fastballs, which is obviously working. Maybe he's gone away from trying to throw some sort of breaking pitch, or yeah. they've figured out a combination or a sequence that that just seems to work. This
2: tweet from Sarah Langs is best run value on a single pitch type. Gosman's splitter is at minus fifteen run value, which is second best in the bigs behind Trevor Bauer's four seamer at minus seventeen run. There
1: value. you go. There you go. So. I guess in layman's terms, that means that you are 16 runs behind the eight ball already when he's throwing his split finger. I don't know.
0: No, it's tough for us to see West Coast games. Have you gotten to see any of his... Have you gotten to watch any of his starts?
1: I saw him throw two starts ago. And the biggest takeaway I got was the confidence that he was walking around the mound with. He was not that guy when he was with the Bravos. And I don't think he was that guy when he was with the Orioles. But mm-hmm. he's strutting around. He feels like he, like he's obviously doing, he's done this for more than just a couple of starts now. So he's obviously got into a rhythm. That's mm-hmm. the craziest thing, right? We talk about pitching being about confidence and all, and it, it obviously 100% is, but when you go out there knowing that you, you you've got all your stuff and you're confident and you you've got a plan and what you've done as the plan has been executed for weeks and it's working there's no better feeling in the world there's, yeah. there's you go out there you're not having to mentally think and grind your way through a game you're like you know what this is what I'm got this is what I've got this is what I'm coming with it's him versus me let's go and the confidence that he's had that was the biggest takeaway for me was just
0: yeah so he was drafted fourth overall in 2012 out of LSU and my favorite Kevin Gosman story is that he had this like insane obsession with powdered donuts so in the dugout between innings he would have powdered donuts and it became I'm like sure this it was big...
1: powdered donuts <laughs>
0: It became this huge story at at LSU and people would have signs. People would bring him powdered donuts. I don't know if he should have eaten or if he did eat the powdered donuts donated by fans because they might have been powdered in something else. Um, But he loved powdered donuts. So the question I pose to you guys, you're walking into a gas station.
1: Definitely not powdered donuts.
0: You're on a road trip. You don't care about health or calories. Love it. Two things. I'm buying them. What are you getting? What are you getting?
1: How long is the road trip?
0: Uh, Three hours. Not bad, but long enough where you want a snack.
1: Okay. I just did this. I just did this. I just did this. If I'm being honest, I've got to go a savory and a sweet. Does the Mm -hmm. two items have to include a drink or do I bring my own water? No,
0: drinks are separate. These are junk snacks or not junk snacks.
1: I would get a bag of flaming hot cheetos mm. or, and i would also get i don't know if i want to go candy one eternity later i'm thinking about this way too much
0: you can't think about it Snickers. walk walk into Snickers. Fine, okay Snickers. okay Maddie mass
2: um so my favorite road trip snack has always been a golden grams cereal bar in the like bars section of a convenience store granola bars energy bars okay. there's golden Grams cereal has their own granola bar
0: okay
2: i've gotten that all the time and then also being from the philly area i have mm-hmm. to say something that's wawa related wawa! so my favorite wawa specific snack is their cream cheese filled soft pretzels that you buy like right at the cash register
0: that sounds good i i made uh cream cheese bites for breakfast this morning my two snacks would be cheeto puffs and double stuffed oreos
1: okay can i get an australian specific answer because what i would normally go for is not available in this country so we have these lollies these candies called milkshakes which are mm. just like like little white, chewable taffy, but they taste like vanilla and sweet. So it's not like that fruity. It's more of a milky. So that would be my definite one. I'm into that. And we also have a candy called a peppermint crisp. Mm. And you want to talk about, I don't even really like peppermint. But okay. for some reason, I was going to
0: say that doesn't sound super appealing to me, but if you don't like peppermint, then that kind of shut down my opinion.
1: It's available in a lot of countries except for the US. So that's- I wonder why, because
0: I feel like everything available in other countries, especially Australia, is so much better quality than what they give us in America.
1: Let me show you what a, and we're getting way off topic here, <laughs> but let me show you what the Australian chocolate section looks like at a regular grocery store. And it, it is just vibrant color Beautiful. I'm even thinking
0: about like just health in general. There, like sunscreen, skincare. The kind of Australia is just healthy and safer.
1: So, can you see that? That's an Australian chocolate section, All right? We got violet crumbles. We've got okay cherry ripes. We've got peppermint crisps. Okay. Okay.
0: Last week we got the YouTube video of you making a um, Shake Shack cheeseburger. This week we get a picture of an Australian. Convenience store, you love to see it. So, okay. Anything else you guys want to talk about in the opener segment? All
1: of that is just going to get cut out. Manny Mass is just like, uh, from no. I want.
0: I want people five
1: minutes. To I want 11 people minutes, to think about. Cut it out.
0: I want people to be answering the question of what the two items that they would get. That
1: is a great question, though. That is a really good question. I'm but good. I, I, I'm confused because I, every time I walk into a gas station in the US, I'm like. Ugh.
0: Yeah, it's not great, but like you've got you'll full- walk into Bucky's. Bucky's is opening in August in Calhoun and you're going to walk into there and you're going to be like, <gasps> it's amazing. It's amazing. Bucky's is a cult. You can get any homemade fudge, homemade beef jerky, homemade potato chips. You can get hot meals, hot breakfast, hot lunch, hot dinner. You can get anything you want. You can get barbecue. Anything you want. Anyway, predict the NL West right now. Who's going to win it? San Diego oh who's coming in second
1: little dodgers
0: okay so you think the giants are gonna kind of trickle down
1: well i think they may get a wild card spot i think both wild card spots might come from the west
0: okay kevin gosman's era at all-star break
1: what is it right now
0: 140 2-2 okay
1: still very good yeah still very very anything
0: else you guys want to talk about in the opener segment i think you had something here
1: yes i do I wanted to reach on Frank Mazzicato, Okay, mm. You may not have heard of that name. I had nope. not heard of that name. MLB's Top 150 hadn't heard of that name. But all these kids done in the last four games is throw four straight no-hitters. What? To touch on something a little bit earlier, the game before that was a shutout.
0: What's his name?
1: Frank Mazzucato. Monday's game, he threw. He, he had 19 punch-outs, bringing his season total to 101 in 42 innings. Uh, the last batter to record a hit against him was April 26th. He was un- he was unranked in the top 150 before the season, and he's now ranked number 51. So
0: Jeez.
1: you want to uh, add some value to your stock out there? Throw four consecutive no-hitters. That'll probably get some attention. But he went and worked with Cressy in the offseason.
0: Oh, good. yeah, that's so he,
1: he lifted his V-low up a little bit, and he's now dominating. But that's... Uh, I mean, I don't care what level of baseball you're playing at unless you're playing in a level that you shouldn't be. Like, if you're a big leaguer playing against little leaguers, then maybe that shouldn't affect it. But if you're playing against the right age group and you're throwing four complete no-hitters, then you're doing something right. Congratulations to you, Frankie boy.
0: I guess, I, and I'm pretty sure you said this, and I think I just zoned out that he's in high school. I know you said that. Yeah. so high school just plays seven inning games I when you were talking about four consecutive no hitters I was thinking about Jack Leiter throwing like 124 pitches in the nine inning complete game no hitter and I was like they're gonna tear his arm off but oh. if he's worked with Cressy it's that's I remember when Soroka first hurt his shoulder in eight 19 and went and worked hmm. with or 18 and went and worked with Cressy and he had to take like he took like a weeks long class on shoulder health and like learning all about his shoulder injury. So, yeah. um, that guy has, he's good. If he's with Cressy, uh, that's a very good story. Way to go, Peter. Thank you. It is now time for our rookie of the year. Watch our top 10 prospects. And it is brought to you by sports management worldwide, wide, 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 wide. Um, so I, I've heard them talk about this sponsor on talking baseball. And I mean, I think of my, my boyfriend Casey would love something like this, because in his mind, when he was growing up, he wanted to be a general manager. He wanted to be a GM for a team. He wanted to be a John Sherholes. And this essentially can like train you to, to do that. And you can study really whatever you want for different sports, but at sports management worldwide. They train you to be an MLB agent, an MLB scout, an associate scout, a bird dog scout. I don't know what that is. What's a bird dog scout?
1: One that will go and look and then bring the more, I guess not more qualified, but the the scout that has more sign ability, someone that can come in and actually sign. I, I, that's my guess. Okay. It's like we're doing American lingo right now.
0: Yeah. We're doing American uh, lingo. It could also train you to be a sports broadcaster, the analytics go to guy, 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 sports gambling expert, or someday the GM or manager. You name it. If it's on the business side of sports, you can make money doing that. And we know that here at Farm to Fame because we're doing that. Um, they have a training program for essentially any job you could want within sports, and they match you with a mentor which is really cool. So guys like Dan Duquette, a three-time GM, he was with the Orioles, the Red Sox, the Expos. He's in the Red Sox Hall of Fame. Um, Dan Evans, former GM of the Dodgers. Hank Jones, a 40 year scout. Could not imagine doing that job for 40, 40 years. Good for him. Oscar Suarez, a lifetime MLB agent. They just take you under their wing and they teach you what you need to know in order to get hired. So the courses are eight weeks long. They're online and they give you the what you know and the who you know to get your dream sports job. So they offer several eight-week online baseball courses including baseball player development course with Dan Duquette. So you'd learn the techniques that they use in the professional front offices to mold their players and to unlock their full potential. Um, Baseball agent course with Oscar Suarez, like we said, requires an eye for scouting, the personality for recruiting and the brain powder, powder, power
1: any powders
0: powder for negotiation there's a baseball gm and scouting course with uh dan evans um and of course there's the baseball analytics analytics course which i feel like anybody especially in our profession would benefit Mm. from as well because analytics is becoming so popular and it's very difficult that's with ari kaplan and the royals manager mike Matheny actually took that class and you learn mlb analytics and data science with ari kaplan so it's Sports Management Worldwide, they know who is hiring and when they're hiring and what teams look for in a new hire. So whether you already work in the game, you wanna work in the game, Sports Management Worldwide has over 35 online courses to advance your sport business career.
1: I love it. Okay, a couple of things. Yep. When everybody, when parents ask me, what's the one thing that you would recommend to my child? Okay. I always say, play multiple sports. When my baseball career was over, I didn't know what I was going to do. I didn't know whether I wanted to go into media. I started to do the media thing. I didn't know how comfortable I was doing it. And then I started thinking, maybe I want to become a coach. So Mm. had I known about this, I probably would have gone straight to them and said, okay, let me just see what courses suit. But instead I spent months and months and months and months and months trying to find places where I can learn this stuff. So I don't sound like a complete fool when I'm talking about analytics on television. So my point is, you don't have to be an expert in one thing. Learn lots about lots of things. That way you can spread yourself as wide as you want to go. Right? Well-rounded. Well-rounded, exactly. So that's my advice to you guys. Take it or leave it. Well done for them. I love that. I love this. I love this company.
0: So you can apply free at smww.com and use the discount code JOMBOY. For $50 off the course of your choice. Like I said, they offer courses in baseball, basketball, football, hockey, soccer, rugby, cricket, Peter, Mm. Um, and even racing. So like we said, they will help you get into the profession that you want. So apply free at smww.com and use the discount John Boy for $50 off the course of your choice. Awesome. Okay. So Rookie of the Year watch. Let's start off with Adolis Garcia. We have talked about him every week. I feel like a lot of these guys um, went over on Sunday, which kind of like killed the, some of the numbers, not killed some of the numbers, but well, let me it. say
1: it because I do not even talk about the authors. I just talk okay, about the good Okay. Go stuff. ahead.
0: Go ahead. Okay. One time. Adolis right. Garcia.
1: Adolis Garcia. Seven hits for the week. Four RBIs. Mm-hmm. Also mm-hmm. robbed Mitch Hanager of a homer in Seattle. He did that. Brings his season total to 286, 16 home runs, 41 RBIs, and a 149 OPS plus. He also has a 2.2 war on the year. So you want to talk about a guy who is lifting their stocks? Adolis Garcia keeps doing it, keeps doing it, keeps doing it. Yeah. I'm waiting for that to sort of, uh, we're going to pitch around him. Don't let him beat us he's still getting pitches to hit and he's taking advantage of it. So Adolus,
0: Go ahead and take a gander at his baseball savant page. It's stupid. It's
1: red. Is it
2: red it's glowing? It's stupid.
0: Go Bring it up right now. It's okay. stupid. So like Peter said, 16 home runs, that's tied for the lead in Major League Baseball. Again, we say this every single week. His season didn't start until April 13th. I'm going to pound that into your head until you remember that two weeks less than everybody else tied for MLB lead in home runs with Slim Daddy Vladdy he has mm. the fourth most RBI in MLB Peter said that is 41 and his 11 home runs broke the club record for home hits.
1: <laughs> That's a new one
0: home run on, hits hold on, hold on, by a rookie on. in a single month.
1: <laughs> what. No, I love it. I, we're just making up our own yeah. baseball-isms.
0: It's the second most home runs ever by a Ranger in the month of May. Did you look at his baseball savant page?
1: I'm looking at it right now. It's glowing. It's, yeah, it's stupid. Oh, it's stupid. It's, it's glowing with redness.
0: Um, he's had a really good month of May. He's hitting 312 with 11 home runs and 27 RBI, but we're in June now. So good month of May. Adoles Garcia is still tearing it up.
1: While we're on the American League. Hmm. Shall we go, Yermin? Watching.
0: Yeah. Okay. Yermin, yeah, I die. He
1: God. had a he had an okay week. I mean, it made the highlight reels, obviously. Another hit, another three zero homer. Yeah. So that was what everyone was talking about because, mm. well, obvious reasons. But four hits, four, four RBIs for the week. He's batting three twenty. So when you look at that, you go, oh, it's only three twenty. He was batting four hundred for a while, and then he went down to three eighty, and it, so this is listen. Then it's you've got to be. Basically, going two for four for a whole year to keep the average of 400. So, 320 is still fantastic. The thing that is a little not worrying, but Adolus Garcia is a 2.2 war. Yamin is only 1.1. The value that he's bringing to that team isn't quite what Adolus is bringing. But I just think for what he's done for the first part of this year as a guy that wasn't expected to do anything, we're going to just keep watching. I hope he keeps going.
0: When it comes to the White Sox, all we were talking about when the season started was how many guys they lost to injuries. And they have put together an incredible season so far. They're leading their division by three and a half games. They're 32 and 20. And they're, they're missing some of their key guys. And some
1: of like most of yeah.
0: them. So uh, even to. though your mean has cooled off, he provided that spark and that confidence at the beginning of the season that right. if if they wouldn't have had somebody step up, they would have just gotten all of the all of their boxers and jockstraps in a wad because they were woe is me. But he sparked, and this is obviously a complete theory, but he sparked them. Um also the home run that he hit on the three-o count was 116.8 miles per hour off the bat. I think Sarah Langs tweeted this. Mm -hmm. That is the White Sox hardest hit home run tracked by StatCast. So he ranks in the 99th percentile in max exit velocity and 6th percentile in hard hit percentage. So your main Mercedes slowing down a ton. Like Peter said, only four hits this week and 25 at bats, but he really helped that team when they needed it. So, but I still think Adolis Garcia is over him. Another guy to hit on with the White Sox while we're there mm. is Andrew Vaughn. I, he, I do not consider him to be in the rookie of the year watch, but he definitely was in the talks of it. Um, he's hitting 226 with four home runs on the season. Um, but this week he had six hits, one home run, two doubles, two RBI and two multi-hit games.
1: He also took Chapman Duke the, just the day before we recorded the, uh, for a game tying placata that went right center, that was pretty. So Chapman has basically been the overlord of closing baseball games for mm-hmm. this year, and so to see him do that, we talked about his hit tool in our earlier episode, and I think he's finally getting comfortable. And I think this week was a bit of a breakout week from him. And he, yeah, he did go deep for a go ahead home run against St Louis the day after. So earlier in the week, showed out. Yeah, came back down to earth a little bit towards the end of the week, but. Andrew Vaughn was a massive part of their plans to the start of the year. So the fact that he's starting to hit as well, and they're in first place,
2: yeah,
1: and they've dealt with the injuries that they've dealt with, but everybody's dealt with injuries. So the depth the that they've shown, is. the depth that the White Sox team club has shown um, yeah. to still be 12 games over 500 and three and a half games up, like, good on them.
0: And the refresher, if you guys forgot that we said this literally 25 minutes ago, he was drafted third overall in 2019. So he was the first player out of the 2019 draft. The first, did I say first, um, to debut? So again, yeah. he didn't play last year, and he's up in the show. Only other AL guy, super slow week, but we ha- we haven't mentioned him in this yet, and I feel like it's a disservice. Randy Arosarena for the Rays. He had a slow week, only four hits and twenty-five at bats, but we saw what he did in the postseason last year, and we know he can probably turn that on at any time. So I just feel like we need to mention him.
1: Could be. Two members that could have been on the St. Louis Cardinals. So bit.
0: insane. They were roommates when they played for the Cardinals. And now um, he and Adolis are just off in their, own, in their own worlds. Do
1: you want me to hit on the NL real quick? Ian had a bit of a clunker, so I wasn't going to talk about Ian. I was going to talk about okay. Rogers. So last Monday had his worst start of the year. Went five innings, three hits, one own run, five Ks. But that was the <laughs> second time that he'd faced Philly in back-to-back start so the okay. advantage for me goes to the hitters but still only give up one and run against a team you see <laughs> back-to-back fantastic worst start of the year one run. did
0: you see that it he only had five strikeouts so it ruined our yes. streak that we talk about every week yes
1: he's basically ruined our podcast so Trevor yeah. thanks for that uh and then Saturday at Boston six innings nine hits so a lot of hits but only two runs and six punch outs again so on the season he's now six and three with a 187 era 76 punches in 62 and two-third innings and a 1.1 whip so again not only rook of the year watch Cy Young watch
0: and you talk about the nine hits that was a season high for him that he gave up against the Red Sox but we also must remember that Boston entered that game leading MLB in runs scored and extra base hits, so they're mm-hmm. swinging it
1: to him to limit the damage it's yeah that's a great job
0: so, and here was a interesting stat about Trevor Rogers that I saw on Twitter. First of all, I just wanna, you, you glazed over this. 11 starts in and Trevor Rogers has a 187 ERA. 11 starts into the season. Oh, I didn't so
1: glaze over it.
0: Pretty stinking good. That's here. A stat that I saw on Twitter by Fish and Whips, W-H-I-P-S, Whips, Fish and Whips. Uh, they cover the Marlins. Trevor Rogers in his three losses, on the year, he's given up seven earned runs in 15 innings to a 394 ERA. I feel like a lot of teams would take a guy with a 394 ERA, and that's what he's pitching to in his losses. Mm-hmm. In his six wins, he's thrown 37 and two-thirds innings and given up three earned runs for an ERA of 0.91. Hmm. Still leads in all rookies and wins with six, strikeouts with 76 and innings pitched. So Trevor Rogers, we're gonna keep talking about him. His teammate, Jazz Chisholm, our guy. <coughs> it's time for our king, Is hurt again. He's hurt again. Mm. He has a mild right ankle strain. It happened on Tuesday. He hasn't played since. He did take BP, jogged on the field on Friday in Fenway. (sighs) He didn't play Saturday. Sunday, they were rained out. In the game he got hurt in on Tuesday, he was two for three with a stolen base. Also, if you did not see the pictures of Jazz Chisholm in the Green Monster, Monster, it's amazing. Um, there was also a good article that came out by Christina De Nicola. She works for MLB.com covering the Marlins. Um, and it talked about the back history of a lot of the players from the Bahamas. Um, that is where Jazz Chisholm is from. But she had mentioned in her show that um, I guess Fenway was where he like decided that um, he was going to be a major leaguer. Wow. He said he had just watched Brock Holt and the Red Sox play at Fenway Park and the bright lights and big stage had painted a clear vision. I'm gonna play in the big league. So he enjoyed his time in the green monster that day. Um, Another interesting storyline surrounding Jazz Chisholm is that our coworker, Miguel Rojas is hurt. He hurt his finger. Um, Jazz has been playing second day every day. What is wrong with me? Second base every day. He's a natural shortstop. But Miggy, like we said, is hurt. He's going to be out for a little bit longer. So whenever Jazz comes back, he's expected to shift over to shortstop. But, yeah, he's hurt, but he's day-to-day. He's not on the IL. So hopefully he'll be back today. I haven't seen the lineup.
1: Uh, while we're talking about injuries, I'll go to Pache. Uh, he was held out from his rehab start because of discomfort again.
0: Yeah, he didn't play Saturday or Sunday.
1: No, so he's slated to start on Tuesday. This this could end up being something that drags out. Um, and Is it discomfort
0: may, in his hamstring still?
1: Hamstring and groin, they couldn't be specific. Okay. So, you know, this could be a reset button for me. This could be a just take the time, get yourself 100%. There's no point rushing back. If you're just going to keep doing this same thing and then struggle, I'd rather see him get himself to where he's 100% healthy, play 15, 20 games in A and... Get himself to where he feels confident, comfortable. You know, he was he was seven for sixty three in twenty two games. It's one eleven leading up to yeah. this, and he's one for twenty seven before he got hurt. So again, we talk about the pressure initially at the at the start of the season being compared to Andrew Jones, and then just not not performing at the level that he probably was thinking that he was going to, or the team was thinking he was going to. So I am certainly not saying that Christian Pache is not the center fielder of the future for the Braves. I'm just saying it may be a little a little longer than what we expected.
0: Well, we're not going to get into this, but the Braves now have an opening in their outfield.
1: Yes, they do, and should have for a while.
0: Yeah, and I know right now they're making it work because you have Ender there, you have the name that I can't pronounce, you have Acuna, obviously. Yeah. Do you see Christian Pache or Drew Waters fitting into that role?
1: I think now Drew Waters is healthy.
0: But is, is Drew Waters playing well enough to get the call?
1: Sometimes it's not about that. Sometimes it's just timing. I got my, my, my fifth call-up ever was due to back-to-back rainouts in Philadelphia, and they needed pitching, and I was the last guy in the 40-man. And then I had a 13-year major league season career.
0: My guy. My guy. So,
1: so I'm going to go with right now, Drew Waters is an option. I also think that Alex Anthopoulos is doing everything that a GM can possibly do to look at other options and see what is available. But it's, again, early-ish. I'm not going to say it's early because it's not early anymore. It's early-ish. And there's still time. They're three and a half games back. So Mets aren't exactly the 2013 Los Angeles Dodgers that went 42-8. and You know, this is... Everyone seems to be scuffling. So I still think there's time to turn this around. I just think it needs to happen quickly, and I don't think we can wait for the draft i'll That's be sorry, interested the, uh, to deadline.
0: see um, when this episode comes out will already be two games um but this week could be very interesting for the nl east um the top two spots between the mets and atlanta because atlanta has the nats mm-hmm. and the mets have the diamondbacks so um the mets obviously have the easier slate of games there and we'll see if the mets capitalize on that and if you know the the Nats aren't playing well at all. They've lost four straight as of right now. They're 21 and 28. So Mm -hmm. it'll be interesting to see how those two series play out. Uh, The Braves and the Mets were like rained out a ton this week. So
1: if if you want to just look at, just look at the last 10 of all those teams, right? Everyone, no one's six and four, five and five, three and seven, five and five, four and six. So it's, there's no eight and twos. There's no nine and ones. It's just, everybody's playing mediocre baseball.
0: Yeah. Let's move into our, Top 10 yes. prospects of the week. Once again, curated by Maddie Mass. It is brought to you by Dugout Mugs. Mm-hmm. You know that we love these things. You know that we show you a close up every week of the woodwork. I drink out of it every day. These things are really cool. Pierre has a Braves, I Have a Farm to Fame. They are still running that Father's Day campaign according to Peter we're still in the month of May right now but we're going to be in June on Wednesday so Father's Day is June 20th. That's not
1: according to me that's according to the calendar and Jesus.
0: (laughs) So the Father's Day campaign they are running it but like Father's Day is June 20th so hop on it. Um, The first 300 orders with the code farm to fame will get 35% off of these mugs you can get they have i don't know what the word is they have partnerships with all 30 teams so you can get like any of the 30 teams on the mugs you can get pictures on there so like if you if peter and i had a selfie together i could get that selfie put onto one of these mugs they also don't just have these size mugs they have shot glasses they have bottle openers they have like wine wine glasses glasses. Mm -hmm. they have a ton of stuff and it's made out of real bats they have insulated my iced coffee these are just very well done very, very pretty. Good gift.
1: I told you my wife liked it. Not a huge uh, sports chick. Yeah. I guess is the word I'm looking for. She was mooy mooy impressed with this. Mooey mooy impressed. Mui mooey. So-, so it's a great
0: Father's Day gift. If you have birthdays coming up, I'm a big gift giver. That's my that is my love language and how I send out love. And I like to get ahead with gifts because I get stressed out if I wait until last minute. So like technically... No, you don't
1: get stressed out. Do you?
0: That's my baseline. Technically, if you have a birthday coming up in the next couple of months that you have to get a gift for, you can use the Father's Day special code farm to fame and get 35% off of it because I think after Father's Day, this code is going to be gone. So uh, if you have any things that you need to get gifts for coming up for a baseball fan or non-baseball fans, boyfriends, husbands, fathers, wives, girlfriends, coworkers, coaches, little league coaches, graduation gifts. Yeah. These are super cool. They're super well done. They're super high quality and you can get 35% off with the code farm to fame.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Okay. Top 10 prospects. Peter, Let's do you want to it. start or do you want me to start?
1: I could start. My guy okay. had a pretty good, uh, yeah. Brought to you by Maddie Mass. You're not going to find this anywhere else. Mm -hmm. You're going to find this on this show only. Okay. Mm -hmm. You can go to the internet. You can scale the top 10 lists. You're going to see the same names. Okay. What you get here
0: Mm.
1: is weekly performances, non-biased opinion. Okay. My first guy, Cal Rowley. He is a catcher for the Tacoma Rainiers. And for the week, he had 10 hits. But that's impressive, right? Yeah. Yeah. Great. Congratulations. Ten hits. In 19 games this year, there has been a total of two games where he hasn't got a hit. Wow. For the season. Go, Maddie.
2: And he walked one of those. So
1: one game without being on base. One game without being on base. So for the season, our boy Cal is hitting 351 with five home runs and 18 stakes and a 1.099 OPS. So Cal.
0: Um,
2: He's also on a three-game home run streak, I think. Sorry about it.
0: When you said Tacoma, it made me think of Taylor Trammell, and I'm just curious about what he's... um, Taylor Trammell
2: didn't have his best week, but it's also not his best week for Taylor Trammell.
1: So it's still a good week.
0: Yeah, he had three hits. He's sitting 382 still. Yeah. Is
1: that kind of like uh so I get told sometimes that I that I kind of look like Ryan Reynolds and I Yeah, run I can with see that. that. I run with that. Like yeah, hard. run with so it, Run with it. When you have a not Taylor Schramel week, it's still a good week. So yeah. for me, if I kind of look like Ryan Reynolds, it's still a you good week. You are Ryan Reynolds. Thank you.
0: Tyler Freeman. Ooh. Indians he's in double a for the Indians he's a shortstop and he's Cleveland's number two prospect drafted 71st overall by Cleveland in 2017 he has a hit in every game this season just like you said about Cal except for two games wow. he's hitting this is like he had essentially the same week as Cal he's hitting 370 with six doubles and 13 RBI he has 10 hits this week 14 hits in his last eight games and what I like about Tyler Freeman is obviously he's having a, an incredible week but he's done this in the minors at, at every level he's been at he has a career 3,23 batting average in minor oh, league wow. um, baseball so 2017 rookie ball he hit 297 2018 a ball short season he hit 352 2019 two levels of a ball he hit 306 so he wow. lives above 300 which is beautiful and good last good name, week. too. Yeah, yeah. Ten hits this week. So good for Tyler Freeman with the Cleveland Indians.
1: Well done. Max Meyer. Max mm-hmm. Meyer is the Fish Who Fish newest edition. He's uh, 2020 first-round pick, third overall, two and one with a 1.96, 23 innings, 20 22 punch-outs, and a 1.04 whip for the Pensacola Blue Wahoos.
0: Wahoos.
1: All right. So he's given up. Two hits in his last eight and a third innings of work. And this is just another one to add to the Miami Marlins list of people who control baseballs quite well.
0: Did you say what his season ERA is?
1: His season ERA is 1.96 in five games, five starts. Wow. So he's not not blowing people away. He's not punching everyone out. He's still doing a really good job. And for a guy that's uh, first real sniff of pro ball, it's a it's a it's an adjustment period that he seems to have adjusted quite well to
0: yeah okay way to go max meyer i was trying to look up his says his mlb eta is 2021 maybe anyway addison barger b-a-r-g-e-r barger blue jays shortstop low a okay sixth round draft pick by the jays in 2018 He's hitting 329 with four home runs, 19 RBI, and a one dot, one daddy OPS this season. Um, he hit for the cycle on Friday. Not only did he hit for the cycle, for good measure, he hit two home runs in that game. So he went five for five, two home runs, triple, double, single, seven RBI, wow. and three runs in that one game. Um, 12 hits this week and 23 ABs. For those of you who don't want to do the math, we did it for you because we are an official math pod certified by the Math Board of Education. He is hitting 522 this week. He's also riding a five-game hit streak. His last four games have been multi-hit games, only four games this season without a hit.
2: And in this five-game hit streak, Mm. he has a double every game, including one game with two doubles.
0: Addison Barger.
2: This was my like number one prospect of the week because coming in to the week, he was hitting 245 and he's raised that to 329. And being like an everyday guy, it's not like we're talking about, you know, 20 at bats. He's yeah. has a ton of at bats this season. Wow. For
0: yeah. Week. I mean, 12 hits and 23 at bats this week. So Addison Barger, Blue Jays, lowway shortstop, crushing it your turn
1: speaking of shortstops Mm. quite possibly the coolest name if you're a fan of um like gangster movies like i am but Mm. marco luciano Mm -hmm. he's not from italy he's from the dominican republic he's Mm. the giants number one prospect he got off to a slow ish start and has turned it around this week nine hits this week including a span where he went seven for 11 in a three game span during the week. So he had a, an O for at the start of the week and an O for at the end of the week, but he caught fire in the middle of the week mm-hmm. and showed why he is the pros, number one prospect.
0: Big weekday guy.
1: Big weekday guy. So shout out to you for a surprising and wonderful week for you and proving why you're the number one prospect in the Giants organization. Another shortstop, by the way.
0: Speaking of shortstops. Wander Franco, Triple <laughs> yeah. A for the Rays. Like we said, also a shortstop. Dude has a 328 average in his minor league career. He's obviously a switch hitter. He's obviously the top prospect in baseball. 80 grade hit tool, 60 grade pow- power. Power. Um, he didn't have a phenomenal week. He did. He went six for seventeen, but then he went <laughs> zero for four Sunday. But ugh. so. He went six for 17 without Sunday included. Um, he had two multi hit games. The biggest story that came out about him this week is he obviously has not played in the show yet, and he had a baseball card sold for 200k at an auction. Yeah,
1: <laughs> wild,
0: wild.
1: Maddie, you're into baseball cards. Would you pay $200,000 for a Wanda Franco baseball card right now? Would it if
0: money wasn't <laughs> if money?
1: If you okay, so. Kelsey's buying. Yes, your baseball card. Would you spend 200k on someone who hasn't made it to the big leagues
2: yet? I Um, think we had this discussion before. You'd rather have.
1: Would you really?
2: Uh, So this Wander Franco is a very unique exception here. Just because he's been the number one prospect now two years in a row, and like Kelsey says, what does that
1: that say? What does that say if you've been the number one prospect for two straight years? That the Rays
2: hate you and won't bring you (laughs) up. That's what I'm saying. So regardless, though, obviously, would have to think on a $200,000 purchase.
0: No, but But I'm buying.
2: The fact, sure. But the fact that your, your really big cards are selling for 4 million, I wouldn't be too concerned about 200K. That's assuming that it's like, I don't know what card it was, so I'd assume it's a One of one, auto, first Bowman, but
1: yeah. What's card sold for 4 million? Trout. Really? So it wasn't even like a Honus Wagner. It was a Trout.
2: Yeah, Trout's like Bowman, one of one, auto, sold for over 4 million.
1: Jeez. I just don't understand the value. I I get a couple of thousand, a couple of hundred thousand on a really rare one. I just don't see people have too much money Mm -hmm. it's effectively what this is so
2: i I mean i don't understand i know that it's like a one-of-one but but uh, what is it
1: it's a one-of-one cardboard it's i can make a one-of-one for what i can go i think you're really pissing off
0: some card people right now peter and maddie mass i don't think you should cut this out because cards are a big thing right now they stop selling them at target because people are fighting
1: I'm not trying to piss people off. I'm just bringing a bit of reality into this. I have a piece of cardboard over there that is in the shape of a box, which is holding my jerseys. Right. So if I was to cut a piece of square out of that and have Mike Trout sign it, it's one of one. What's the difference between that and a a picture of him that is one of one that he happens to have signed. They're both
2: cardboard. Yeah. Credit to Bowman and tops. I mean, the, the The argument here is that in seventy years, when Mike Trout is it's still a piece of cardboard, yeah, but Mike Trout's undisputably the best player of all time. Then you have the only piece of cardboard that was made by tops and right, and,
1: and guess what? In seventy years' time, you might be able to fold that up and put it under a table to stop it from rocking. Sure. Ooh. peter not a card guy <laughs>
0: not a card guy and cards are a big deal right now peter it's your turn
1: okay casey mice mm. yep. this is this is the tale of two cases okay let me tell you a little story went one one out of auburn university i can't say auburn right so i gotta say it without gonna make auburn Shout out, to, shout out to Tim Hudson. Took me to my first ever college football game, LSU Aww. versus Auburn oh. in Auburn. Ooh. That was so an awesome, awesome time. Uh, but yeah, so in March, April, Casey was one and three with a 5.06 in five games through 26 innings, gave up 26, 27 hits and 15 runs. That is a 1.388 whip for the months of March and April. Okay. Now we go to May which we're still in, by the way, according to Jesus. <laughs> He's 2-0 with a 1.74 ERA in five games, 31 innings, 17 hits, six runs. That's good enough for a 0.871 whip. Talk about a tale of two cases. Way to turn it around. Way to show that the Detroit Tigers know what their scouting department is doing. Congratulations. Well done, yeah. Casey. Wise.
0: Good for him, man. Drafted yep. in 2018, yep. pitching in the show.
1: Yep.
0: Okay. Speaking of shortstops,
1: yes, we were.
0: <laughs> Orlando Arcia, Bravos Triple A.
1: Goodness gracious.
0: This week, he was seven for 27. He had seven hits. He had one home run, two doubles, four RBI, two walks. I think the biggest thing to note about him. Two big things to note about him this season. Backstory on him, came over to the Braves from the Brewers in trade for Patrick Weigel and Chad Sabatka mm. um, this season, which has been kind of funny for the Brewers. Um, but this season, he's hitting 313 with eight home runs, 16 RBI, one dot OPS, like literally one dot zero 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 OPS. In 23 games this season, his eight home runs are good for second in all of minor league baseball this year, I believe. His 31 hits are third best in minor league baseball. But Peter.
1: Yes, Kelsey.
0: He only has 10 strikeouts all year. Wow. And he has 11 walks. Nice. So He has more walks than strikeouts. He was hitting 344 before going 0 for on Saturday and Sunday. But he's put together a good season, which should be expected because he has a Big league shortstop hmm. um, who's stuck in a right now. And I'll be curious. I think I saw Snit came out and said that, like, they are not going to put Austin Riley in left. But if worse comes to worst in the outfield situation, um, Orlando arcia can play third if you need to move Austin to left.
1: I'd hate that for Austin. Just, yeah, is, just because you don't get him out of the flow. What right, he's doing right now. Just keep him. He, He's coming into his own. He's, yeah. starting to, he's starting to really start to feel comfortable. With, and look, Chipper did it. Chipper went out to left field for a year. He Austin did it a couple of years ago, that last year. But it, Austin's kind of struggled. And I think now that he's doing what he's doing, I would much prefer them to leave him right there. But sometimes you don't get to make choices like that. Sometimes yeah. it's your hand gets forced. Injuries and other things may be one of those things that forces someone's hand here. But yeah. Congratulations to Orlando Arcea. Well done to you. Kate Kavali.
0: Big three.
1: Big part of the big three with the Washington Nationals. 2020 first round, 22nd overall. On the season, he is 2-1 with a 1.63 in five games, 27 innings, 19 hits, five own runs, and 45 punch-outs. Four out of his five games have been amazing. The other game, he gave up four runs, but he did punch out 12 guys. So... He it's is. not
0: even terrible. I mean, no, it's no. not great. But it's
1: like. But six innings, four runs, like it looks like an ERA buster, but in every in the four other games, it's been fantastic. And three days ago, he was up to 96, 97 miles per hour in the sixth inning. So big, strong power arm, big, strong power guy. Part of the big three, as we mentioned, the Nationals prospects, pitching prospects that we talked about in the All over six, four, All,
0: All those over three six, guys.
1: All Yeah. And not shrinking, by the way. Yeah. So... Mm-hmm. Uh, shout out to UK Kavali. Well done. And while I'm here, I just want to sh- quick honorable mention. Bobby Witt Jr., three home runs in a game. Uh, obviously, Royals, massive prospect, had a huge spring training, has had a good week and a bad week and a good week, but turned it around Sunday with a three homer game, his first three homer game of his career, young career. So shout out to those guys.
0: Yeah. Bobby Witt Jr. had a really slow start to the season. He entered into Sunday hitting 209 with. 30 strikeouts in 21 games that's not great folks um but he has as we record this on monday he has hit safely in eight of his last 11 like peter said three home runs on sunday he reached base four times in that game because he drew a walk and another ab and he hit a home run on saturday so he had four home runs and five at bats so bobby Witt jr maybe he's heating up we saw stuff about him at the start of the season. Was he gonna be up in the show this year? We no. shall see. Peter says no. I said no. Um, my last guy, we're we're diving deeper into the college world. If you haven't heard the name Kevin Cops, now I you haven't. have. Now I have. He won SEC Pitcher of the Year.
1: Should probably know he that. plays
0: for Arkansas, who, like we said, just won the SEC tournament.
2: Mm. And for those um, who don't know, SEC Pitcher of the Year means beating out Kumar Kumar and and
0: Mm Lida. Arkansas is currently number one in the country, which really took me by surprise. Um, They're always good at baseball, but like not better than like your Vanderbilts, Mm. your LSUs. So um, yeah, he won sec pitcher of the year. He had two appearances in the sec tournament this week. The first appearance was versus Vanderbilt in the third round. And, he pitched 3 innings of perfect ball in relief. Now there's a lot about this guy. So
1: start at the top. Let's hear it all.
0: Okay, he's 10 and 0 and wow. he has 10 saves. So it is believed that he would he has posted the first double-double season in wins and saves in college baseball history.
1: I've never even heard of that. Like Smoltzy had 150 wins and 150 saves which was incredible. Eckersley Mm -hmm. did the same thing, like lots of wins, lots of saves, but to do it in one year.
0: Yeah. So all but one of his saves this season have been multi-inning saves and five of them, or now I guess six of them after yesterday, have been three innings and another one was four innings. So in my mind, and also if you look at his repertoire, he reminds me a lot of Josh Hader.
1: Okay.
0: He also is from Sugar Land, Texas, which is your girl's hometown. 2A1, baby. He went to George Ranch High School, which wasn't in existence when I was in high school. Um, but he has an ERA of 0.81 in 28 games. Yes, sir.
1: How many starts has he made this year?
0: I don't think he started one game.
1: Oh, okay. Okay.
0: But he is, I think, second on the team in innings pitched. As a reliever. Okay. And he has a .81 ERA, which is the best in all NCAA. The second closest guy is Alabama State's Peyton Harris at 129.
1: How many innings did he throw this year?
0: 66 and a third with 105 strikeouts and 15 walks. Wow. Opponents are hitting 151 against him. Both of his appearances in the SEC tournament this week were three innings. So he pitched six innings total and gave up one run, no walks and eight K's. He pitched against Vanderbilt and Tennessee In that perfect appearance versus Vanderbilt. He threw 28 pitches and 22 of them were strikes face mm. the minimum, obviously. And they won the, the tournament and he was a big, big piece of that. What's interesting about him is He's like not projected to go super uber high in the draft. And he was the best pitcher in the SEC this year. And I saw one article that had him going in the top 230 guys. So I guess that equates to essentially a, I mean, top 10 round.
1: You only have five rounds now. Well, they expanded that to 10.
0: Oh, good. Well, whatever 230 is, but.
1: um. So he's not projected to go like top five. He's not even in he. How do you beat out Rocker and Lido for pitch of the year? Is his stuff just not there? I got to find out more about this guy. Yeah, it's,
0: it is a very interesting. I spent so many minutes yesterday trying to get like a mock draft that had him. Anywhere? I was, yeah, um, yeah. I couldn't find him really in any article besides the one that wow. had him projected to go in the top 230 picks.
1: Isn't that crazy?
0: Yeah. The first guy in college baseball history that they think had a double, double season and when I so.
1: assume that he started on the weekend and came in and closed and just happened to get 10 saves when he came in and closed midweek, but he's a reliever mm-hmm. that won 10 games and got 10 saves. And, but I guess through more than obviously just one inning every time he went out there. So he, is he like a deploy deploy when you need him guy? It's, it's, it seems like, I don't know what his role is. He's not, is he the closer or?
0: Uh, yeah, he's, He closes a lot of games, obviously, but um, he just reminds me they use him like like they use Josh Hader.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, But, yeah, he has no starts this year, and he pitched in 28 games total, 10 saves, 66 and a third innings pitched. The whole season gave up six runs, 105 strikeouts. Yeah, I mean, he's like really good we'll see how they do in the like i said they're the top team in college baseball so it'll be very interesting to see if they make it to omaha and what he does there so that is kevin cops from sugar land texas
1: my quick question for you okay before i get into my aussie slang do you want to touch on k brian hayes we didn't touch on yeah k. well hayes. let me
0: run through the rookie matchups really quick okay. rookie matchups of the week tyler stevenson who we brought up a couple of weeks ago hit the Cubs rookies really well. So he had a double and a walk off of Adbert Azalea Mm. and two RBI double off of Keegan Thompson. Tyler Stevenson, go off one time. I need to be able to pronounce this name because I believe it's a Louisiana name. John Duplantier.
1: You're looking at the wrong person if you want explanations.
0: Ask your wife. Um, Held Cardinals rookies to nothing. So he faced... Edmundo Sosa, Justin Williams, and Dylan Carlson, and they went 0 for 6 with a walk and a hit by pitch. Bobby Dahlbeck, 1 for 3 off of Trevor Rogers with an RBI single, two strikeouts.
1: Bobby Dahlbeck.
0: Bobby Dahlbeck. And um, your mean solo home run off of Bruce Zimmerman. So those were our rookie matchups of the week. Injuries um, to update you on, you already brought up Christian Pache. Zach McKinstry for the Dodgers was activated on Saturday along with Cody Bellinger. That was a huge boost for the Dodgers. As we record this, Zach still doesn't have a hit since he's come back, but um, he had an oblique injury where he missed 33 games. But as a reminder, before he was placed on the IL, he was hitting 296 with five doubles, three home runs and 14 RBI. At the time he was second on the team on the Los Angeles Dodgers with home runs, and RBI in 17 games, utility guy. And uh, he looked really good in his rehab games. He hit 313. Um, And then Key Brian Hayes. Did you want to talk about that, Peter? No, no, you
1: got it, got
0: it. Um, Key Brian Hayes is expected to come back this week on Thursday. Pirates general manager Ben Charrington came out and said there's no reason to think that he wouldn't be back on Thursday. So he has been on the I.L. since April 4th. He's on the 60-day I.L., Um, They think he will return on Thursday versus the Marlins. That's the first day he's eligible to come off.
1: I kind of turned my nose up at at the, when we talked about him last week and he's not available because of the 60 day move. But now that I'm seeing the fact that he's getting to play a few more games in AAA, and I think it's going to help us. I think he's going to be hit the ground running when he, when he comes back instead of, you know, maybe having to spend the first couple of weeks trying to find himself. So yeah. Shout out to the uh, Pirates medical staff for being smarter than I am.
0: Yeah. e Brian Hayes. We're excited to see that guy back. He was the NL favorite for Rookie of the Year going into the season. Had an incredible stint with the big league club last season. Um, So that'll be a boost for the Pirates. Aussie Lingo.
1: Aussie Lingo. I'll give you a choice of two again. You can choose between Doona. Or Chewy. Chewy. Go. uh, You're going to have to start to be as specific as Maddie Mass because this is... (laughs) I wait every week for Maddie Mass's very specific answer Um, to my Aussie lingo numbers. I wish
0: you could, like... I wish you knew what nouns were so you could tell us, like, what it was or, like, use it in a sentence, but I know that would give it away. Because, like... It's so hard to think. Um, no, no,
1: I'll, I'll give you a sentence. Okay. Is there any chance you have any chewy? Gum. <laughs> See? Okay, do not.
0: Sentence or no? Oh, yes.
2: It's very ironic that chewy is gum. I was just thinking, trying to be specific, and I was going to say your gums, like in your mouth was chewy. Right. yes. So I was going to say gums.
1: Wow. And I would have said... That's incorrect English, but I'll give you the correct answer anyway. Because if we were on a game show right now, if you said gums, they would have said that's completely wrong, but it's the right answer. Yeah, I don't know. That's okay. crazy. Now let's do Duna.
0: Can you give us a clue?
1: Have you washed the Duna
0: truck?
2: I'm just going to stick with what I was going with before the clue. I was going to
1: say shopping cart. I thought you were going to say, I'm going to say gums again.
0: I kind of um, like shopping cart.
1: Yeah, both answers. Um, I'm not going to say whether they're good or bad, but a duna is a quilt. We use to we use a duna. It's a quilt. It's a. It's what you have on your bed. It's a. It's a comforter. I think it's a comforter. <laughs> do you have a comforter? Yeah. So that's uh, that's what we call dunas in Australia.
0: How do you spell it?
1: Do you not have a clue. Duna. Duna.
0: Duna. Maybe
1: D G. maybe D double And I'll throw an H in there just because.
0: But you can't is can you also use that word for like a normal blanket that you would like lay on the couch no. with, or is it specifically no.
1: specifically the quilted, big, puffy compound? It's so kind area. of like
0: a duvet, maybe.
1: Maybe, but not, because a duvet is, I think a duvet, I don't know why I Duvet seems very proper. Like, I feel like I'm... It's not something that an Australian should say. Yeah, I've
0: never owned a duvet.
1: Does anybody have a duvet? (laughs) So
0: chewy? (laughs) Yes. Which is gum, which makes sense, and duna. Duna. You know where I'm getting all
1: these from? Just real quick, I'm getting all these from my wife because the first time she came to Australia, she was like... She spent most of her time going, what are these people talking about? (laughs) So it's been good.
0: We love her we love her all righty that is this week's episode folks hope you learned something hope you're looking out for kevin cops in omaha mm. hope you're looking out for key brian hayes who is expected to come back on thursday bobby witt jr is his home run streak gonna continue we don't know work chewy and duna into your vocabulary this week you're welcome. we love you farm on farm often code farm farm to fame on all of the things
1: everything just try it even if you don't know whether they sponsor us or not if you want to try our code just go to any shop and see what happens (laughs) when you put it in there you you go there you
0: go all righty we love y'all have a great week full of baseball